I guess my, my challenge to educators would be, you know, if you've got a company coming in and they're talking to you solely about active shootings, run, run. There's, or live simulations. Or live simulations, run from that. Um, you are, and I'm not saying that you should not prepare and have a plan. Trust me, that is not what I'm saying at all. What I'm telling you is statistically, you are more likely to have a student that is dealing with a bullying situation, which we can get into that in the next one, a bullying situation, uh, a self-harm situation, you know, that's suicidal, that be can become homicidal. Ask those people that are coming to sell you a product or a service, what in your plan that you're selling are you doing to prevent that? Because you're more likely to have that than you are an active shooting. That is the facts, that is the data, that's where the statistics lie and that's where the research lies. So stop listening to companies that wanna come teach you some nonsense, uh, you know, and I'm just throwing these out there, I'm not saying that these are bad things, but avoid, deny, defend, uh, you know, what's the other ones? I mean, there's too many. Uh, run, hide, we've, fight, we've alive, um, all these acronyms right stop with that nonsense if you want to be effective have an emergency action plan understand who your behavioral threat assessment team members are make sure that they have more than just that initial training make sure that there's a management plan with that that's sustainable make sure that you have communications across all sectors at the campus at administration with your responding agencies Make sure that you have technology that complements your security, that reinforces and, and adds additional layers to your SROs or your private security. Um, make sure that your staff, your greatest ally, is trained in, you know, stop the bleed, first aid, CPR, um, identification of shock or heat stroke, uh, when to seek refuge during a weather event. Um, you know, we could go on and on and on. Make sure that that staff knows when to treat, when not to treat, based upon their situational surrounding. Your staff is absolutely your greatest ally and your greatest resource. They're underpaid, they're underappreciated, but empower them. Empower them because they are the true responder. They're the true first responder. First responder, yeah. They're the true first responder. And they are the ones that are going to make or break you. They're that the ones where that are to going go. to save lives. One hundred percent. If yeah. let's, if you take about active shooter, the people on staff, people who are on campus, are going to be the ones who allow somebody to live or die based yeah. on them rendering it. One hundred percent. Let's take the perfect situation. Okay, what we can describe is the most accurate response. Covenant Christian. Nashville, Tennessee. Shots fired, about a five minute delay. Um, officers arrived, took 14 minutes to neutralize that threat as they should have. 14 minutes versus Uvalde 77 and so many other failed ones, right? 14 minutes is a long time. That's a lot of blood you're pumping out. It is a yeah. long time. So empowering the people that work in your environment every single day is key you've got to start with your staff you know no i'm not advocating for staff running metal detectors no i'm not advocating for staff 
um, carrying weapons, but I am advocating for empowering them to understand the signs and symptoms of a kid. You guys know as well as I do, you know, you being a former administrator, those teachers, those administrators, they know exactly what kid is in crisis. They know exactly what kid is having a bad day based upon patterns of behavior in that child. They know exactly which kid parents are going through a divorce or which kid is in an abusive, whether it be sexually or physically or verbally uh, abusive a household. Triggering event. Triggering events is what always sets it off. Yeah. The power reside. We've got to take away the power. And this is going to sound anti-law enforcement. I don't give a damn because it's not anti-law enforcement. It's the truth. We've got to take away the power from trying to push that on law enforcement. And we've got to put that power back into the hands of the educators. We've got to do that at the, at the district level all the way down to the campus level. That is when we're seriously going to start seeing change. So any follow-up, guys, before we close out? I would take that a step further okay. and say it starts with accurate reporting. No more 21s. We'll get rid of that whole thing. Yeah. 21 comes out of the system. No well, more of they, that. Well, what they did to try to try to roll it, roll it to make it a little bit more specific, they went, they went 21 and then alpha a after that to specify what that is. But when we talk about that reporting and that data, it's in the notes as well because people are just looking at those numbers. It's, it has to be looked at beyond the numbers. Well, it wasn't it, until... It shouldn't, because if it was a fight, it was a fight. It was not a conduct. Yes. Right? Yeah. If you report it accurately, you don't have to read the notes. Well, and that's the thing. And if you start doing that at every single campus, then you can take this a step further, where you can have a team yep. statewide who's looking at nothing but the data. Yeah. This, this student has had this many altercations, He's got tardies, his mm -hmm. grades are slipping, we have something going on. This kid we need to pay attention to. You can't ever get there to enact that level of change until it's, you start reporting accurately. So, okay, accurate, report, accurate reporting is going to have to start at the state. Because if you're running a campus, you're not going to put yourself in a situation on purpose unless you are just being intentional about it to make your school be labeled as an unsafe school. Now, if they're handling it at the state level correctly, then administrators are gonna follow suit. But that goes back to that classroom deal. That teacher closes that door and their strategies get driven through. That administrator is in that building and their initiative gets pushed. I'm not going to, as an administrator, put myself on the chopping block yeah. because I wanna put my foot down yeah. and say, hey, this is how it's going to be, and then try to buck the system because the state has already been very, very adamant about how they look at it. I'm not going to take money out of my well, out of I mean, my house. And we can get into, and I think we should save this one for maybe the next yeah. one. But um, we can get into, uh, you know, some of the restrictions as far as how you discipline children based upon uh, uh, ethnicity, right? Yeah, that's that. That's a whole other. That's, that's a whole other one. But but it's. But I think it is, it's a fair topic to discuss. It is. Right? It um, is. It's a fair topic to discuss. You know, there are kids that are walking around campuses that are dangerous, that are not being uh, properly, I don't even say punished. They're not being provided the resources that they need. There's a reason why these kids are acting in violent 
manners, and it usually stems from their environment, right? Home environment, something is, is not necessarily being provided for them in combination with some type of mental health or diagnosis. There, um, there, are, there are so many things with that topic, and I think that that's one of those things to where we can't just put that in a box because that box is going to keep spilling over and the sides of that box are going to get so flimsy because it's more than just that. It's so many, it's so many layers about it, and I know that that's something to where, where we wouldn't necessarily be getting in the weeds with that. There would be so much reality versus, you know, what people think. It's so much to get lost there, and that's why it's, it's, it's a situation where you just have to just be honest about it. The general public has no idea of the things that happen on campuses, and they have no idea of the administrative uh, reasons why decisions are being made. Um, you know, I can recall we would have incidents where certain restrictions were applied, where students based upon their intellectual or behavioral disabilities could not be reprimanded um, the way that uh, other students could. Yeah. And, it's, it's, uh... you know, the, the, the parent of the kid who's consistently getting bullied, harassed, assaulted, couldn't understand why that kid's still in class. And, and you couldn't disclose You can't it. disclose it yeah. to that parent because it violates HIPAA. And that's but, but, and kid, that's but parents though. don't know that, and yes. that's what I used to tell our administration: just tell them. There's a reason, by law, that child is still here. We can't disclose that reason. We can't disclose that diagnosis, but our hands are tied. Just be honest. Being able to allude to that still, from the at the administrative level, can still put you in a situation. A legal where, situation. Yes, and, and you don't. And you don't want to do that. Just like I said before, if it's not happening at the state level, I'm, a, I'm just I'm going to keep calling it incomplete <clears throat> politics. If it's not if if incomplete politics continues, nothing's going to happen. on Well, that, that let's take it a step further. It's even beyond state. It's it's at the federal level, right? Yeah, because some of these are federal protections. These are federal protections. These are not state protections. Yeah. It has to start there, and that just shows you the disconnect between federal policy to state policy all the way down to district and local policy, right? I'm never going to say that we should take away local. In fact, districts need to have more control. You know, they absolutely need to have more control. They don't, you know. So, you know, local control is something that I completely, um, you know, believe in. So, It will well, be interesting to see. Let's, let's wrap this back up, is that, you know, we're now officially getting into pretty much the first week of school in Texas, yep. pretty yes. much everywhere. Everybody started last week, everybody else starting the rest of this week for the most part. I think there's a few that are starting next, next week, next yeah. week, but mm. wherever we're at. So it would be interesting to look at data to follow this up. How many schools actually complied and got an officer? I mean, it, it just happened. We right? won't know that till next year. Right, but it, it just passed, right, this, this legislation. Well, there's it didn't exceptions. give them a whole lot of time to even to get an officer on campus to even comply with it, right? So that's one. But two, if they do, is there gonna be an impact? I mean, already, you know, the city of Houston, you call in to 911, you're on hold. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. you're not getting, yeah. you're not talking to somebody, yeah. and that's just at the dispatcher level. Not even when an officer so you're comes not even back in there. To, to those layers. You know right. what I think I'm going to do? What? I think I'm going to go sub in a couple of districts. I am. I am too. I'm glad you said that. I think I'm going to go do that. I, I'm going to go sub. I'm going to go sub, and I'm. I, I may do it in our home, our home district. I'm not doing it down there. <laughs> I, I want to see what happens. Uh, I think that. Um, well, it's just, it'll be the same reaction that would happen with me. I, th I think that there would be so much attention brought so. that it would uh, take away from the effectiveness of what we're there to do. Um, yeah. Substitute educators I mean, are necessary. I'm not doing it solely just to, you know, I, I want to do it to observe, see what the holes are. You know, that's the thing is like subject matter expert. You're subject matter expert. Uh, have you been in a school? You're a politician. You're writing laws that affect schools. When's the last time you've walked in a school Which without, a, without a dog and pony show where it's, it's set up for you, where everybody's waiting on you? I, to, I told Royce West, I don't care, I'll call you out flat out. I told Royce West right there in, uh, in the Senate in 2018 when he was talking to me about, or I was talking to him about some of the restrictions on students that have been uh, diagnosed with behavioral disabilities causing you know, the environment to be extremely dangerous. He took it as if I were making fun of kids that would that had disabilities, which that was not the case. But that's what he wanted to believe, and I just flat out asked him, "When's the last time you've been in a school? Twenty years?" He got angry and he walked off the Senate. Well, you know. we we've heard some presentations from uh, the victim side of of school shootings and survivor about specifically substitute teacher training, right? Mm -hmm. Substitutes that didn't get. The emergency training what to do when there's mm -hmm. a lockdown or a shelter in yeah. place they didn't didn't weren't ever trained there subs that didn't get keys mm -hmm. couldn't he couldn't unlock a locked door if they wanted to and couldn't lock their classroom door because well, they didn't even have a set of keys that's to lock part that of sb 11 but, but i guarantee you there's no data that shows that any that I guarantee you a lot of districts aren't doing the training that's required in SB 11. Even if the data was there, nobody wants to see it. Nobody wants to see it and nobody cares. <laughs> well, it's, it's on the shelf. There's it's no, on the shelf collecting so dust. It's uh, on the shelf with those 400,000 clicks plus, com plus <laughs> comments that I've done. Yes. Okay, I'll take that. But I'm serious. I'm going to. If I'm you gonna were to do, do it, you yeah. should go to a We're district that there, you though. haven't been to, right? Mm hmm. No, I want to a go neighboring to district, right? So that you can see what their substitute onboarding process is. The problem is, is they're going to call us every day because there's such a teacher shortage. That means I'm gonna. That means I'm gonna have to fill out about seven different applications. Yeah. Uh, I might do that next week. I think I'm gonna do that. I too. might fill some out next week. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that with some local districts. Okay. Just, well, well, just see. Yeah. I was in districts that I hadn't uh, worked in. I've worked in several in this in this Good. area. You know that after you guys have been doing this, it's going to drive you crazy, though, stepping into a district. Yes. Yes. And then, see, yeah, I, I just I'm, want to make sure that we're, we're yeah, putting yeah, this in here. It's, I'm it's well strictly aware. for research purposes only. Right, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's well, I, I, I miss, truly want to the build. I miss the building a little bit, but um, I, I really know that what we're doing is necessary and being able to be part of this process is, is going to be my life's work, you know, unless... Uh, yeah. Mike decides to run me off. Well, you see, like, I mean, no. just uh, uh, yeah. I, I, things that we've come across here just in the last couple of weeks, right? We were on a campus that had um, a couple of grade levels on one piece of property, right? And um, each 
section of the school Did had different different. <laughs> different code words. So they didn't use the word lockdown. They had a phrase that they would say. And it was different per building. So yeah. even if you, you were an administrator yeah. in this building and you were over in another building and they did a broadcast, you wouldn't know what that means. Mm -hmm. Right? So you think about that from a parent volunteering, a vendor who's on site has no idea what that phrase they just said over the PA means, right? Uh, a substitute who probably wasn't trained into what that means, right? It's, it's just bad policies I and mean, you see those things and it doesn't necessarily yeah. translate to training. So it'd be really interesting to see what you got as a substitute, right? What did they? What did they get? What resources did they give you? Yeah, I, I mean, today I know that I, I'm probably people are probably watching, going, "Damn, he's all over the place." I am. I'm frustrated, man. I'm super frustrated. Just, you know, it just seems like bad decision after bad decision keeps coming out from our legislation. You know, I feel bad for our educators. I really, really feel bad for them. We want to help. Listen, we don't have all the answers, but. If I don't have the answers, you don't have the answers. We know people who have the answers. Our yeah. network is so big that we can find whatever it is that they're looking for. And, and there are so many teachers that because they're, another cliche, I'm, I'm, I'm full of them today, boots on the ground, really, really have a perspective that needs to be heard. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, nobody's talking to the staff. All right, let's, let's talk about that on the next one. We'll go to the next one. But... Um, we're going to talk about that on the next one. So, all right. Well, um, you done? You got any final comments? No, I'm good. We had final comments about 10 minutes ago. Any final comments? Oh, hey, just let's make sure that we're fighting for the main people who, who we do this for. Yeah. And that's, and that's our youngest stakeholders. Let's, let's fight for those students and hey, just, uh, get in that car, jump in that building. Let's drive that instruction. All right. Thank you all. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time.